Hej, mitt namn är Edith Sabo och detta är min podcast. En podcast som handlar om hopp, inspiration och olika vägar och idéer för att få ett bättre liv. Jag är så glad att du har kommit hit. Du är varmt, varmt välkommen. Hej! Söndag är det idag och det är inte jag som ska prata idag utan jag kommer att prata med min vän Allison som jag har lärt känna i New York och hon är intuitiv coach och jag har gjort en intervju med henne och döm mig hur mycket ni vill. Jag har en hel del här som hel del ord som jag redan upptäckt att okej, okay, det här var svängelska. Men jag bjuder på det. <laughs> Så här kommer intervjun. Words about you like who you are and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my name is Allison. I am um, an intuitive Um, guide and coach and I work with people on connecting more deeply into their intuition their own inner knowing um, in their own sort of inner voice and that compass that guides us um, if we are able to really tune into it and give it some space in our lives um, it's the part of us that really knows what we're here for and um, knows how to lead us to that um, expression of who we are in the world um, in a way that um, brings, I feel, just a level of satisfaction that comes from feeling really deeply aligned with your authenticity and your um uniqueness um i think there's just a there's a <clears throat> level of satisfaction um and sense of fulfillment that can come from living in alignment with that that part of ourselves that um i feel it really kind of deeply like my kind of deep place mm. um, but i think there's all different kinds of ways we can label that place or relate to that place within us or where we feel that place um of our intuition is um but i help people connect to to that part of themselves um and i really see it more as kind of just attuning at that level with my own intuition to their intuition and being able to kind of reflect to listen underneath and really listen to what is um what's underneath the words and um I just find I have this this ability to listen in that way um and r- reflect it back um and it's like I've heard this described this isn't my own metaphor um but when I heard it I um 
it really felt like, oh, that's what it is. Um, but it's like when someone plays um, a note on the piano, like when you're tuning mm-hmm. an instrument or when you're when a singer is about to sing and someone plays a note on the piano to help them find, um, oh, okay, here's C, you know, here's, um, here's um, F, you know, the key of F. Mm-hmm. They play the note. And then the singer can sing that note. And um, it helps us, this kind of way of working intuitively, I think some of that intuitive um, information that comes through for people, it can help, it can be like like playing that note of F and helping them find that within themselves. Cool. So if you, if you, it, it's just beautiful just sit and listen to you and what questions coming to me is if you never ever uh, felt or heard about intuition how can you describe now you described a little bit but if you never ever like you don't know the difference between what is your intuition and what is your thought because that was I was talking about last week when I did my podcast like what what makes me what is what is my intuition my inner gps and what is my thought what is mm-hmm. ego and how can i find that if i never ever did that before mm, yeah that's the big question <laughs> for so many of us you know and um i think sometimes there's a belief that people who step forward to do intuitive work or teach about intuition have an easier time with that um than the rest of us (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I have actually found that um it's very challenging it's really challenging um and i'm i'm still learning about it um and i think we each are unique in our own um relationship with it and how intuition presents itself um so i i think there are some general similarities um but i think it's also very it's very individual and unique for each person um but i think in general it's intuition tends to not have a lot of emotion connected to for me and I've also heard other intuition teachers talk about this as well and it it resonates for me um there's there's like a a neutrality like a calm to it even if the message is jarring or like the message feels um challenging to to you like to your ego or to your to your mind to kind of be receiving Mm -hmm. Um, it's the message itself is not soaked in um judgment or um urgency like it's it's often not not charged in that way it may cause Mm -hmm. you to go into emotion to receive yes. it you know like but that's oh, the second but, thing like yeah. first is an intuition and then the brain is like oh god yes and the emotions are coming around that like oh really yes okay yeah. um exactly um 
And it often, I think for me, it doesn't always come in with a lot of language. Mm. Um, Thought tends to have, you know, a lot of language, a lot of emotion, um, but um, intuition tends to be more simple for me. Um, I don't know that it's like this for everybody. Um, I think, again, I think it's really individual, but there's, when you can kind of discern the emotional tone of the thought. And I also think it's hard to distinguish between thought and intuition because thought intuition needs are, you know, is coming through our mind. Exactly. Like it, (laughs) it, you know, like, our mind is involved. Um, it so, has to be like, yeah. But it's like, there is a different kind of quality to it and resonance to intuition. Um, and I think when you've had time with your internal world, like if you have a meditation practice or um, a yoga practice, or you've done some work, some internal work, it can, it can be a little bit easier to separate out um, just because you're practice, you, you have practice with watching your thoughts and um, being identifying with the awareness itself around the thoughts. So then you can start to do, it gives you a little bit more of an ability to discern and distinguish between you know, thoughts and feelings and intuition. Um, having said that, I also think that intuition can burst on the scene. Like it doesn't necessarily come in when you're the most quiet. Um, not everybody has time, you know, yes. with people are leading all kinds of lives that, you know, are quite busy, you know, and there's a lot happening you know, for, for many of us. So, um, I don't think of it as something that is inaccessible, um, unless you have a meditation practice or unless you're, you know, able to sit for, you know, 50, 50 hours on a mountaintop, you know, it, it just, it's not, um, it doesn't take that. It doesn't require that. Um, and, I think it's a lot more simple and easy mm. to access than in some ways than we've been taught um, and conditioned to believe about it. And so just as an example, like I um, just like being, for some reason, for me, like being in a grocery store, <laughs> like, <laughs> Just going, like, like, like one of the most chaotic like places that I'm in um yeah in, like yeah like in Sweden Friday afternoon like four o'clock yeah I'm not going there yeah. <laughs> no way no it's like everybody's like got the carts and you you know you can't get through and there's a lot of noise and um but for some reason, for me, it's easier sometimes, like messages come through for me, like my, my inner, my inner hearing kind of like tunes up um, mm. for some reason. 
um, sometimes in the like airports or just like chaotic places, um, I'll be able to hear myself and that part of me comes forward. Um, and also when I'm trying to make big decisions and I've been like, oh, or when I'm really triggered and I have a lot of emotion happening and traditionally, you know, I would think, and I had been taught, you know, that's not a good time to tune into your intuition because okay. you're too activated. You know, it's like, we got to calm down or yeah, we, have yeah, yeah. To, we have to be regulated in order to access mm. it. Um, and sometimes that's just not possible. Sometimes we are like, not, we're, we're not in a place where we're feeling calm and we're not really able to get to it that quickly. Um, mm. so what do we do then? And, um, I have found that my intuition can break through that, um, and it can be present even when I'm in a lot of fear or, um, a lot of anxiety or, um, uh, or depression, you know, any of those or grief, like really heavier feelings. Um, I'm still able to call upon my intuition. And I think that's one of the keys is just being open to it and just asking, like, um, I'm feeling, you know, kind of naming what you're feeling and then, and also like, I really want to make space for my inner knowing for my intuition. To oh. come. So it's almost like you're calling out your intuition. Like you, you are recognizing yourself in your, in your emotion and thought, like I'm feeling that. However, I also would like to get access to my inner knowing. It's like, it's so beautiful. Like it's your time to shine girl. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It's beautiful. It, and it's both, you know, it's, it's both. And, um, mm. I like to ask like, what else is here? You know, it's like oh. this, this overwhelming anxiety is here. Okay. Like you're here. What else, you know, what else is here? And, you know, tending, tending to, um, whatever emotion you're feeling, like not abandoning that, emotion that's asking for your presence and your awareness and but also and also mm -hmm. um if you if you have enough capacity for it sometimes we don't you know um and always you know getting the support that we need for um the emotions we're experiencing you know but if we do like if we feel like we can ask, okay, well, you know, what else, what else might be here? Um, I find we could, it, it creates an opening. And, and the thought coming to me, like, why should we use this intuition? It's always right to just go with that. Is it always that what we have to listen to? Like, or was it, or it's some places when, know that the logical mind is better or you know what I mean like something is coming up and it's so not okay to feel I don't want to that this is my intuition but I mean, intuition but I don't want to go with that because it's so painful just like think about that yeah 
And then the logical mind, like, oh, wait, you cannot do that because of, like, you know. Yeah, I think this is such a key question. And I think it happens a lot because intuition asks us to grow. Intuition is about growth and expansion. Um, In my experience, that's another way to tell um, which voice is kind of speaking is like, is this voice in service to my growth and my evolution? Or is this voice in service to keeping me safe? Um, Mm. Because, you know, our mind wants to keep us safe. Um, That's one of its key jobs. And our bodies as well, you know, our bodies want us to stay safe and be safe and survive. And so um, an intuition is, um, I wouldn't say our intuition is not in service to our safety, but it's, it's, it's pushing us to continue our process of growth and evolution. And, um, often that requires some risking of, or just some uncomfortable um, expansion, some kind of um, movement that can feel uncomfortable in some ways um, because it's new or it's unfamiliar. Um, And I think we always need the logical mind. I don't think it's an, an either or, it's important. The logical mind is, necessary Mm -hmm. you know and um they work together but I think it's when it's when we're only listening to that logical place and we're not open to integrating any of this intuitive awareness um or sort of heart-based um awareness and knowing I think that when we're sort of getting caught in the rigid kind of Mm. listening to our minds is when um, our lives can get small, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and feel kind of stuck and unfulfilling. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, I think there's that, um, I just going back to your question, I think intuition, I think there are times we can hear things intuitively or experience them sometimes or see, see something, feel something, perceive something, however it comes through for us intuitively and not be ready to take action on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, we do have that contraction response to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and In those cases, I feel like intuition is holding that note for us. It's playing that note uh, on the piano and saying, Mm -hmm. this is is what we want to be trying to move towards. Um, And we can attune to that possibility for ourselves um, and begin to, it's like a medicine that it's um, starting to secrete into our being. Yeah. Uh, of like that possibility for us. Um, And it starts to shift things to have received that message from ourselves, even if we're not ready to do anything. 
So it's enough, it's kind of enough to just hear the message uh, to start walk the walk, even if my mind doesn't want to go that way. Yeah. And it's important that you do it in ways that are tolerable and um, doable for you in the moment. Like it's, it's, and so much of that, the whole point I think is that we just, we keep moving and we keep growing. Okay. There you go. It's not like to get to some end point, you know, it's, it's the, you know, the process is the gift. And so in our intuition is, is here, I think to really help us to take that journey. Um, and it stays with us, you know, with each step that we take. Um, and I just like an example of this is, um, like in a, if you're in a relationship and like a friendship or a romantic relationship or any kind of intimate relationship, um, and your intuition is coming through with a message of this relationship isn't working anymore. Um, and it's, and you kind of have that knowing that you're going to need to either make a significant change in how you're showing up in the relationship, or you're going to need to leave it altogether. Um, I've had that happen, you know, many times and um, it's never a welcome message from my mm-hmm. It's never <laughs> it's always like, it always causes yeah. heartache to hear it and um often like a lot of fighting against it and Mm. trying like trying anyways and just saying no I'm not gonna listen to that I'm gonna keep going I want to keep trying I'm I'm not ready I'm not ready I don't know if I'll ever be ready to leave this person like Mm -hmm. I want to no (laughs) you know like that part yeah Yeah. and that I think um what I've learned from that going through that process is um, it was important to like, I could not have left relationships sooner than the moment that I did it. Like I just, I, I, it, yeah, maybe my intuition had been coming in for maybe three or four years saying, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it's like, okay. Um, I know. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I really felt such a, you know, I've gone through so many chapters of just feeling like I'm divided against myself. Like I know I need, I have this intuitive knowing that I need to take this action, but I don't feel ready or I feel I've just needed time to build up the courage, um, till like, I get the rest of me on board. Um, mm-hmm. and while that was happening, I always felt like I was wasting time. Like I just had this like terrible feeling of I'm wasting Mm. time, you know, because I know I'm supposed to let go of this and, you know, whether it's a job or a person or, you know, relationship, it's like, we all have these places, I think, or many of us have these places where we get stuck on something and it's, or stuck to something like really deeply attached and, we're being asked to let, to let it go. Mm-hmm. And, um, it really pushes all the buttons and all the wounds. And 
it's just, it takes time. But looking back now, um, I know that I could not have done it sooner. I wasn't, there were, there's no sense of like, I should have done it sooner. Um, intuition doesn't come at us with shoulds. Um, that's our brain. If we're in should, you know, like then that's just our brains and our minds. Um, but there's just, there's just a deep knowing that, um, I couldn't, I couldn't have done it sooner. And, um, that it, the learning of those years of feeling like I was going against my intuition was so rich for me. Like there was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with living that way. Um, and I, I kind of, I personally needed the suffering of that. Like, I don't, you know, I, I think it had to get to a, a place where I, I felt so um, uncomfortable and mm. like, the suffering for me was just so much that I had to, I had to make a change. Um, and I yeah. tend to do that. I'm very thorough and like the lessons come in, in layers and I have to kind of go down to each layer. I don't think it's like that for everybody. I think, um, I think sometimes, um, we have an easier time of it. You know, sometimes the the intuitive message is not so intense and, you know, we're like, okay, I'm not going to go on that trip. And like, maybe there's a financial fallout from it, but it's not huge, you know, and you're, you're able to, um, kind of learn from that experience of, okay, this didn't feel in alignment from the beginning. And, you know, I understand that. And sometimes, um, the stakes are really high, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's a more challenging decision and, um, it takes time. It takes more time for us to get all enough of us on board to, um, do it. But I, I don't think, um, I just ultimately feel like we're here to learn and grow. So any choice is going to take us into some learning, you know, some, some kind of learning that's going to be that we can, and we, we have this beautiful ability as human beings to create that learning for ourselves from whatever experience we're having. Mm. So I really don't believe in like, there's a, the wrong, wrong choices. You know, it's, it's all it's always the choices that you you cannot make wrong because it's kind of already there but but if if Alison if somebody's coming to you and never ever did that before like uh meditating or 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 listening to intuition what, what and you said it's like very challenging for 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 to just teach it because I remember you know also Alan Finger who is a meditation teacher and he said like I have the best and the worst job in the world just tell people to sit down and shut up (laughs) and listen yeah like what do you what is your your work how do you help those people who want to learn this yeah I mean I thank you for asking about this um because I am really passionate about it and I include it in all of my sessions just time for each person to to tune in um 
and listen. And what I tell people about it, um, I think we, when we go within, we are with an intention to like close our eyes and we're like, okay, intuitive intuition come to me, like intuitive. <laughs> Says I'm opening yourself. Says I'm open. Yes. <laughs> um, and it can feel really confronting and um, it can bring up a lot of anxiety. And um, it's just in our culture today, you know, or the over culture kind of dominant culture is pulling us out, you know, always pulling us out of that inner space. And so it's really courageous to turn, to close your eyes and turn within um, in any capacity for any amount of time. So I try to affirm that, that it takes courage to do this. It's, um, it's counter culture. It's um, rebellious in a way. Um, <laughs> and um, to just validate that it's uncomfortable. It can feel uncomfortable. Um, and then to just start with from that intention to connect to intuition, to trust that intention and to begin with whatever's there. You know, mm. sometimes one of my teachers would talk about like, putting a white screen in your mind, like imagining you're in a movie theater and um, before the movie begins and um, you just start with that blank screen and mm -hmm. see what images begin to appear. Um, mm -hmm. But not everybody is visual. You know, some people um, are going to perceive intuition differently, you know, through color or texture, sound, um, or taste even, you know, it comes through in so many different ways. Um, but that can help people just focus, um, is just imagining you're, um, in a theater and you're just receiving, you're starting to just open to what's there and to just start to narrate what's there. And if I love that image, like in the theater, sitting in the theater, whatever sound or picture, whatever it comes to you, what is that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, sometimes it's just like a dark space, like sometimes just a wide open space, like being in outer space, like putting yourself, some people need a really big space and some people need something more close in, you know, like a, a smaller theater or smaller room um and I think the key one of the keys is to kind of delight in it like to bring some delight and joy mm. and to be like I'm seeing this I don't know why but I'm seeing all <laughs> these tomato plants and like I don't know why um these like big juicy tomatoes um and I I don't know why I'm seeing them but I'm gonna I'm going to explore them, you know, and, um, as an intuitive guide or a coach, you know, you can, I, mean, I just, I delight in it because it's so amazing. Like the, the things that people start to unearth, you know, within them and like the imagery and the metaphors and the, the symbols, um, it's so rich and people are like, 
dismissing it immediately. They're like, oh, that's a thought, you know, like in meditation. Oh, it's a thought. I got to let that go. But this is different. This is like, oh, okay. I'm having this thought. I'm having this image. Um, I'm like smelling roses or, um, you know, I'm smelling the way the ground smells after it rains. And, um, I'm now I'm in a field and, um, there's a playful, um, almost childlike kind of creative quality that mm. can come through. And people mm. are like, oh, I'm just imagining it. And um, I think intuition and creativity and imagination are very closely linked. Um, and that we can, there's so much wisdom in what we imagine. And um, it can be worked with. We can give that to the logical mind who can then interpret and like do what it's here for and like bring it down, bring down the wisdom. And we can, we can then, you know, work with it in that way if we want to. Um, But we just start to receive and it's, it's a medicine. It's, it's just to be in that flow. Like it doesn't matter what comes or doesn't it's so much. It's like, the invitation to open to that and the experience of being in that um, part of ourselves and being able to share that part of ourselves. Mm. uh, It's heart opening. That's what I found. Like it opens the heart. It's, it feels very heart based Mm. um, to me. And it's like a heart language, what comes through for people and I think it just puts us in our hearts and um, it it's, I think that's so needed. You know, it's, we're in our heads and our minds, our logical minds so much. Um, And as adults, we often just don't, we don't have time, you know, for creative um, to imagine, you know, in that way or to be in, in creativity. Um, But it's, it's there, you know, it's right there. And, and just people who are just like, nothing's going to come through. It's just white. Um, or it's just dark. It's just black or it's just gray. All I see is gray. I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. intuitive. And then I'm like, well, tell me about the gray, you know, like, is it, oh. is it, uh, like a fog? Is it heavy? Um, does it have moisture or mm. is it like gray paint? Is it like flat, like two dimensional? Um, is it like, you can really get into, you can work with anything, you know, including nothingness. Let's, let's investigate the quality of nothingness. Um, and I, I think I just have such a love for that in people like, like that capacity, um, of just human beings to be in creativity, you know, to, even when we think we aren't, you know, but, the way we can take something and like, okay, even like nothingness, but we can work with it. Um, um, I think sharing parts of our inner worlds with each other in that way, like I'm always so honored to witness and hear what's coming through for someone intuitively. It's, um, it always just feels like a little miracle, you know, what's there. And we, we all have so much to us, so much more than, um, 
I think we're, we know what to do with, or like, there just aren't always channels for it, like a way to bring it out from within us into the world. Um, but when we can share little glimmers of that, you know, with each other, I think, I think it strengthens us. Um, I think, I think it connects us and reminds us of the heart, um, and of the way that love, um, flows through us uniquely. Um, and I think that's very needed in today's world. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> you know, I cannot even interpret what you said right now. I just, I just leave it there because, you know, it's hard to speak. So that gives me a lot of hope. This podcast is about hope, giving people hope. And this one thing that I see that you see in people, that everybody has the inspiration, this, this canvas of, of, of beauty inside yourself, uh, even if you think that it's 50 shadows of gray or brown or whatever it is, it's still something that that is in, in you if you can just slow it down and and find that beauty in people that that just makes me so hopeful <laughs> and and you work with that such such amazing job you have yeah it's i love what you said um the canvas of beauty mm. that is so beautiful and that really feels like um that's what it is it's really um and I do feel, I feel so honored to witness the beauty of people. It's, and, and to reflect it back. I feel like that's my job is to really reflect it back. Um, because we have no idea. It's just like, we can't, we really can't see ourselves. You know, we need each other. We really do. Um, and it's it's rare to feel like someone is really seeing you yes. the part of you that um you hope is there like you know you think it's there <laughs> like you're like I think this part is here but like nobody sees it so I don't know is it real you know it's it's we need we need people to see it so we you know so we know it's real and um and also so we can feel strengthened in our stewardship of that beauty that because it's it's ours it's our gift you know it's it's what it's it's the most kind of unique part of ourselves that i think we can we can offer um and when i was teaching uh when i was a high school english teacher i used to say to kids um you know, there's never going to be a you again. 
in the history of the world, you know, in this, in this being, you know, in this body, in this life, in this identity that you have, or these identities, um, the expression of you is completely unique. You know, it's you. And, um, well, well, what do you want to do with it? You know, like how, how do we, uh, and I, you know, I felt like so much of my job with teaching was to, to try to reflect that, you know, and support it, and support them in the expression of that and of their, you know, who they are and um, that part of themselves. And, um, and of course, all the skills are very important as well. Um, but really always like teaching with that sense of connection to um, and presence with, you know, who, who each person is, you know, and what they have. Um, and I have so much thought around that, you know, like that's the whole new topic about yeah. how we can take this work in schools. Uh, mm -hmm. Like that's the, that's, that's the new, like, just, just sit down and talk about that a whole, a whole hour. Because yeah. I think that's so important that like give give children the opportunity to become themselves already when they are tiny, tiny people and and let them grow and not make them like I don't know if you see sometimes when you go to this different botanical gardens like apple trees that they kind of uh, spend it out. So that apple tree cannot really grow as an apple tree wants to grow. It grows as the human humans just like made, made it grow. And that's how I feel sometimes in schools. Like yeah. we don't do the apple trees to an apple tree. It's something else. And it's so like, yes, that's the whole other topic. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a. I think there's a lot of grappling right now with the education system and um, how to create a more nurturing um, system that like truly yes. truly works for students of all different. Um, students are just so. I think the needs can be so individual, and so how how do we create a system that you know, really meets enough of those needs um, and is still standardized in ways that mm. are necessary for a mass system, you know, mm. and that's part of it is, is rethinking what we mean by, you know, a massive system. Um, but yeah, different conversation, but yes, there's so, yeah. so, so much there. And, um, but I think even in the, you know, when we do grow like those apple trees and we haven't been, you know, nurtured in the way we needed, um, there's still um, that impulse, you know, our heart is still here beating. Like there's, I always find so much hope in the heartbeat um, because it's our constant companion and it's, it's, you know, in allegiance to life. It's here, we're here, we're alive. Um, and um, even with, you know, everything that, you know, we endure, you know, in our own personal story and history, 
um, and what's happening in the world. You know, there's so much um, for us to process um, and we can still, that we can still find, you know, beauty and find a way to express um, that beauty and be received. Um, mm. I think that's something that's just missing a lot of the time is like that reflection that, that someone to receive yes. us and reflect it. Back. Yes. Yeah. And um, that's what I try to offer. Mm this reflection you know not just in my work but I I'm so attuned to um wonder and awe you know and like and just really feeling when I'm not in states that are very heavy because I certainly cycle through those states where it's harder to access wonder and joy um Mm. awe the experience of awe but um I think we forget, we can feel like just to, to receive that, like to be, to allow ourselves to be in wonder, you know, to have that experience. And you're someone I feel like who will tell me if this is true for you, but I, I just, I experience, I've really enjoyed just being in wonder and like being in awe with you and like looking at something together and being like, wow. you know and just in appreciation um um I think receiving being willing to kind of receive the wonder and awe is you know in a world that would like us to be more in fear um and that kind of feeds us that but like to choose to, to see what is beautiful and full of awe um for us personally and then sharing that. And when we see it in other people, when we see that canvas of beauty, um, I love that phrase that you, <laughs> um, but like when you see that, um, you see that beauty coming through to, to, sh- to show people that you, you see them, you know, you see it and it takes a tiny bit. Um, doesn't have to be a whole long conversation it's wonderful when it can be but it's just like a tiny bit of um reflecting that back or saying I I see this and I see you you. it's that's all it takes it's Mm. um it's not it doesn't take a lot of investment of time and energy and um it means it can mean so much to people oh I see you though. <laughs> you see you. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? One one last question. I asked people when I was in New York and it, I, I love this question and people were like, what? Like, what is new for you right now in your life? What is ho- totally new for you right now in the world and mm-hmm. in your life? Yeah, I love, I love this question. Um, I think for me, I, I'm living right now without a lot of the things that I thought I needed um, to be okay. Um, and I've let go of so much of um, what I 
just what I thought I needed to have um, and also what we're conditioned to have. Um, and especially for like the age that I am and, um, you know, like the, the home and the car and the, like, um, the full-time job and, the, um, mm. just all of those basic kind of pieces that we're taught to strive for, um, and those symbols of success, um, and, and I've had a lot of privilege, you know, in my life and I've, um, you know, really was able to kind of work my way up and, and achieve, um, that kind of dream, I guess, or that level of status. Um, and then I was really called to, um, to shift like pretty dramatically into, to shift my, where I was living and how I was living and my work, um, and to step into this intuitive work. Um, and I had studied a lot of different modalities and, um, I felt that I needed to let all of them go, <laughs> um, oh. and just do, um, well, not just, but in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to be intuitive, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> like, you know, what, um, and it's that all of that was very scary. Um, and it and continues to be, you know, um, and knew, like, I always thought that I was someone who needed that stability, um, to be okay. And I had been hearing that call from my intuition to make a pretty, pretty big life changes, but in multiple areas of my life. And I, actually like almost every area I needed a pretty big change. And I felt so stuck for so long. Um, and I didn't know how to make those changes and I didn't feel ready. Um, but I think what's new is when I was ready, I did make them and now I'm living in a very new way without the structures that I had counted on to feel safe and, um, it's been very triggering. <laughs> um, it, it, it has been very challenging and, um, and I think there's a sense of, um, freedom that is coming to me. It's new. Um, Ooh. even through all of the challenges, there's like, the challenge and the fear and the anxiety. And it's like we were talking about before, you know, like what else is here? And there's a sense of freedom. There's a sense of empowerment that I think I've been searching for for a long time. Um, I, had, I had felt like I was just afraid to take the wheel of my life um, and really be in the driver's seat. And um I'm in it now, you know, and I'm driving. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we go off the road. I don't know. It's not always smooth, but um, 
you know, I'm here, I'm in the car, you know, it's not my conditioning or, you know, other people's beliefs or what other people think I should be doing. Um, there's, there's a real grounded presence that's driving my life now. Um, and it's unproven, you know, it's scary because it's something I haven't done before. Um, and, um, I think the surprising part is the freedom that I'm starting to feel. And that is just feels new. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I would say. Oh, Alison, this, this, like my whole body shifted on that level. I cannot even tell you, like it was something stuck in me. For a long time, and this talk with you, I feeling in my body that something huge shifted, and I hope that everyone who is listening to you feeling the same way. Oh well, I'm glad. I feel I feel shifted as well. You know, it's like these, and that's something too. Like, I think with one-on-one session work it's really, it's always a collaboration, like one, like our one-on-one conversation, or it's, it's like, it, we do, we do it together, you know, and it's, um, yeah, it's just, just to say it's, um, we do it together. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And how can we find you? I mean, who doesn't want to find you and talk and, and have a one-on-one with you? How can um, we find you? You can find me at um, alisonwilner.com is mm-hmm. my website. Um, you can find me at alisonwilner, W-I-L-N-E-R, um, on Instagram. And those are the two places. Um, everything's on my website. All of the information for booking. Um, I do one-on-one sessions, and I also do small group listening circles, where which I really um, I just love these circles because it's just an opportunity to experience community and be both have time to be both inward listening with to yourself and to your own intuition and also sharing and being supported um in a community and um yeah it's just so beautiful to see and to to experience what gets created when people come together with that intention to really listen to themselves um and some people you don't have to share anything if you don't want to you can just have a completely inward experience if you want um but it is really beautiful and people do feel like they want to share and to be received like we were talking about that sense of being seen um and I also um work one-on-one with each person in the circle at the end um in front of the group, but we can tune in together. We have a couple of minutes for each person to just tune in together and see what mm-hmm. comes through intuitively to support them. So you get that one-on-one um, time as well. It is in front of the group, um, but it is a way to kind of also personalize it and get a little bit of um, so one-on-one time. So 
so yeah, that's how to find me. And um, it's just such an honor to to talk with you and have a chance to. Oh. No, it, the, the the honor is mine. I'm I whoa. <laughs> let's let's as I said like several times. Just let let just leave it there. Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm so thrilled, really. And uh, I really wish you all the best in the driving seat. And <laughs> I'm going to be your cheerleader in the bus, on the bus, on the road, wherever you need me. <laughs> I am going to be there. And because if you make it, I make it too. You know, that's the thing. You are, you are an inspiration. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Edit. And you are an inspiration to me as well. And I think we are all, that's the thing. It's like, we're all driving um, and we're, we are doing it together. You know, every, all the progress that we make, even those tiny steps, it's that we think don't matter. They do, they do, they matter for all of us. Like every step we take forward, we are pull, pulling all of us with the, you know, with us. Um, it really, it's hard for us to see from that perspective, but um, I really feel, I really feel that. Um, so it matters all the, all the steps and, you know, each moment of being alive and doing your best, um, even when you think you're not, um, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Jag hoppas verkligen att ni tyckte om denna intervju precis lika mycket som jag jag var uppfylld dagar efter jag känner fortfarande i min kropp när jag lyssnar på den vi hörs nästa vecka och ha en fantastiskt fin helg hej då